Are we recording? <laughs> oh yeah! It's like <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> Macho. Oh man, that's Vincy. I like that my kids know that I'm healthy and strong and fit, and that their mom is healthy and strong and fit. Like, okay, I can still get better without having to do a max effort every single day. Smashing yourself on the roller for uh, an hour, right? you're good by the next day as long as you had a, a sandwich in the net. Okay, this episode will be a more of an well, it'll be an introductory episode for uh, a new member of the Wolf Pack. Um, Tom's not here today. Actually, we should call it new member of the Brain Trust because <laughs> that's super funny. <laughs> that makes me that's, that's an inside joke, but that's super funny. Um, so Kat is a uh, well, we'll let her introduce herself. Um, just say hello. Hello. So that's Kat. She's uh, well. She'll explain where she's from and everything. Um, but Kat works with us now. She uh, she's doing fitness coaching, and um, she's the only one here that would offer nutrition coaching. So we're super uh, excited to have that. Or just we we needed that. We need that's like an it's an open. Uh, we've been wanting to do that. We like I remember talking with Scott. We've been wanting to do that for a long time. Um, we're trying to find someone to fit that role of being someone who's a fitness coach plus a nutrition coach for a, a while. And we had ideas on who we may want to work for us or who may. And you were ne- you were never on the list because, one, we didn't know you at the time. And then you were busy. And like a lot of things happen for, uh, for our business, things just fall into place. And you were available. Uh, yeah. And so now you... Do work with us and we're super excited you're here and it's because you fill a really good gap for us um in more ways than one now it's not just three meatheads we have four meatheads <laughs> so that's good um, <laughs> three with really weak triceps but uh yeah. four all the same. jason's the only one that can press over body weight <laughs> um <clears throat> okay real basic cat where are you from i'm from ottawa originally that's Ontario for any oh, American yeah. listeners. Ontario, Canada. And how old are you? 29. Really? I thought you were older than that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and you played hockey, right? Yep. I play hockey at university at Dal. Okay. Dalhousie yeah. is in Halifax, again, for people that don't know the lingo. Um, how many years did you play hockey? At is that Dal? Tom calling us? <laughs> are you cheating on me? <laughs> Yeah, how many years did you play? I played <laughs> three years at Dell. Four with weak triceps. <laughs> and how many? When was your last year playing? 2013, I think. Cool. And then since 2013, what were you doing since 2013? This oh, is well, good hang for on. me because I actually don't know. You, were you forward or defenseman? I know we had defenseman. this conversation. Yeah, hands of stone. <laughs> I, no can re- way. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so after 2013, what'd you do? I played soccer for a year at Kings. I was a goalie. And That's then, in Ottawa too, right? In no. Kings? No. Where is it? That's Halifax. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Small, real small. Is that Kings school, right? College? Yeah, Kings College. Oh, okay. Did like an internal transfer. Yeah. Because I wasn't ready to give up the sports life dream. Just mm-hmm. an athlete, hey? Yeah. And then I played rugby for a year at Shit. Ottawa U position you play in rugby? Eight. What 
too big. Anyway. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm no assuming idea. Jason's the guy <laughs> who picks people up. Yeah, I, I feel did, like you're I, too big for that. I have no idea about rugby. Okay, <laughs> um, and then when did you first get into CrossFit? Uh, I did. Cro- I started in like 2014, mm-hmm. like in the summer, just like two months, just to train mm-hmm. for soccer. I think mm-hmm. it was, and then I traveled for a year and came back. One of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to live my life and get some life experience, unlike Michael. <laughs> then, what does that even mean? One of those people. Those people will get it. Uh, right now, Madison's like, I'm one of those people. <laughs> uh, yeah, then I came back to Halifax and started working at a gym. I did my L- L1 in New Zealand. And then came back to Halifax. Did your L1 in New Zealand? Yeah. Okay. So when did you graduate? 2014? 2015. 2015. Yeah. And then got into coaching right away after, essentially. Yeah. I did an internship in Halifax in 2017 after I traveled. Okay. So you're born in Ottawa. Yeah. And then when did you start living in Halifax? 2011. 2011. Okay. Um, okay. And then when did you meet Nick, your partner? 2018. Beyonce. 2018. Yep. Was that at the gym, Ironstone? Yeah, at the gym. Cool. Um, and then you guys moved to Calgary in 2021. Last year. Oh, that's right. It was only a year ago, 2021. <clears throat> was it like last June? Yep, June 10th. Crazy. Just over a year you've been here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you like Calgary? Yeah, it's You okay. guys like it here? Yeah. Very enthusiastic, Adam. Kind of. I mean, it's been raining the past month. <clears throat> yeah. It's depressing. The last few weeks have been pretty <laughs> shitty. Um, I'm trying to play tennis with Scott and can't play. I can play in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of the rain. Um, yeah, last year. Um, and so when did you start, like, well, well I guess, like, one of the main things that you do is you do nutrition coaching. When did you first start doing that? 2018. Mm-hmm. I think in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Well, I was working online for a company called Pro Energy Nutrition in Toronto. Pro Energy. I don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah. They. What type of company was that? It was just like an online company. <laughs> Their gym, I think, is called East Woodbridge or something. Oh, I know them. Yeah. 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 Christine Brothers. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I worked for them, and then that company stopped existing. Okay. And then I worked for the gym in Halifax. In 2019 and in 20. In 2019 and 20. And then you started working with Tactic Nutrition. Yep. And then you moved out here. Yep. And now you work with us. Yep. But you also, do, where, where else do you, and where, when you started, when you first started fitness coaching, was it in Halifax? Yep, at Ironstone. And where mm-hmm. else have you done that where? Like you, you do fitness coaching with us too now, but where else? I coach in Airdrie at yeah. CrossFit 403. So CrossFit classes, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but really, you're like, you're, if you were to say, like, if you were to, like, what, what you're most confident in or what you would feel like you're most qualified in is nutrition coaching, right? Yeah. For like sure. you have, what education do you I have? I have a master's. So, I did my master's hey, in. Hey, settle down. Stop bragging. <laughs> she, I'll, Kat is nonstop talking about yeah, her master's sorry. degree. I have my master's. <clears throat> Just it's random people good. walking to the gym. She carries her like, diploma with her, actually. Hey, uh, yeah. hey, Ken, do you ever see my diploma, my master's degree? You ever see yeah, that? it's on my phone, my background. Actually, she she's never, she mentioned that, you like literally mentioned that to me in passing one time, and I went, you have a master's degree in nutrition? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so she's very humble. She doesn't brag like me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that that's what you're really that's what you're most educated in, right? And then um, you're learning more about fitness coaching yep. with us, right? Um, okay, so like just in the last like uh, year, what would you say you've learned? What like in last in the last year working as a nutrition coach or working with people in that? What would you say is one of your biggest lessons or biggest takeaways from that? Um, probably that working like face to face or like developing a relationship with your clients is what will generally yield the best results. Like having, I did a lot of online stuff, which and, is and you fine. Mean even back in Halifax too, right? Even back in Halifax, yeah. so I did I did online in Halifax and face to face, and just like having that like face to face relationship with your clients, like and the trust that they have in you. And then they can see that you actually care about them and the results and like what they're doing and that you're listening versus just like a text or an email. You can't really display that as well. So what's yeah. something else from like, cause you would have had For lots nutrition. of practice in the last year. Yeah. What's something else that you would have changed your mind on? We're really big on that. What did you change your mind on? Change my mind on? You would have um, been like, eh, this is what I kind of thought. And now eh, I'm not sure if I think that anymore. Yeah. I guess just like or external factors impact nutrition a lot more than I thought like mm -hmm. learning about it through my master's it was mainly just like the science behind everything which like obviously has a big role in it but yeah. things like life stress and lifestyle and stuff like that play an even bigger role than just the science behind it yeah that's no different than training am I close all. enough to this thing yeah Th you're that's, good. Okay. that's no different than training though like, like the, ap the actual application implement implementation of it is very very crucial Right, like yes. Yeah. Does, it's not how your body responds to it too. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like the science is one thing, but you're working with individuals, right? And yeah. individuals' response is gonna be different than Exactly. It's just person. a lot more individualized than than I guess I would have realized when I first went into it, just because I've worked with so many different people now mm -hmm. and everyone's experiences has been different. Some people get results one way, some people need something else. So So compared to the your nutrition um your master's nutrition, nutrition education. Is there anything you're doing now that's, <clears throat> I guess, changed just because of how maybe science has changed or things have updated? Is there anything that you do in your coaching or you recommend that would be different than you um, would have done in your education? And just from a training standpoint, I learned zero things uh, in my education. I learned <laughs> how, I learned what bones are and what a heart does. Yeah. And that type of stuff. Um, yeah. So, but. That stuff hasn't changed, I don't think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like in terms of your practice and how you coach people, is there is there anything that you would look back on your uh, degree and go, that's uh, well, that was good, but or or something that's something that's been updated since. Yeah. Well, my degree either from a practical standpoint or an actual scientific research standpoint. Yeah, my degree was like, um, it wasn't as geared towards sports <clears throat> nutrition as I think I am. I'm working with more people in the sports field than I was back then. Um, back then it was a lot of stuff about like micronutrients and they put a lot of emphasis on that or like pregnancy and like really specific situations which don't often come into play that much. Like micronutrients are great but like they're like at the top of the pyramid like you mm -hmm. don't really have to pay attention to them as much well especially if the stuff on the bottom is a complete yeah train exactly <laughs> exactly so it's it's more like basic stuff now which 
it's like I have all this education in the higher nitty-gritty stuff that I don't really use for most people I would say like 10 5 10 percent but most people need just like the basic stuff um which has been a shift for me because it's like it's like it's it's hard to explain something that's very simple to me and it's not very simple to other people or it can be really simple but it's not it's not easily put into practice what's an example of that just like something like how sleep can affect body composition Mm -hmm. something super super simple like we need to work on your sleep routine which isn't always a nutrition thing so people are like tell me what i need to eat it's like if you're only sleeping three to four hours a night then what you're eating doesn't really matter so something like that (laughs) (laughs) if you're only sleeping three or four hours a night wouldn't what you're eating matter more it would matter more yes but also you can't get the results you want or most people would want so they're just tied together yeah they are tied together you can't eat out of bad sleep yeah in other words or you can't and you can't sleep out of bad eating either you can try you can try Whoa. <laughs> so basically you're getting two birds stoned at once. <laughs> yes, I heard this joke earlier. <laughs> so we're trying to give Kat an, uh, a little lesson in pop culture. Mike just brought this to my attention before the podcast that she knows very little about pop culture. So we're trying to give her all these movie references and show references and see if we're, we're quizzing her. Yeah. And so she's got this one now, I think. But yeah. It's basically you guys just laughing at yourselves. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. Like, that's all it is anyway. Yeah. 60% of the time. Anyway. It's, yeah. It works every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fitness coaching. Uh, you recently did uh, one of my seminars. Yeah. Hang on one second. Are go we going to go back to the nutrition thing? Or are we... No, we can go back and forth. Okay, if you want. Is there anything else you want to cover? Yeah, right no, now? I just... I, I guess one question I had is like, like the biggest, call it pain point, call it roadblock, whatever you want to call it for for clients, and if that's different between like, an at like one of your clients who competes in a sport of fitness or competes in another sport versus someone in the general population, if those pain points or those um, those roadblocks are different, and if so, what are common ones for each? Yeah. Population. So for someone who is in competitive fitness, I guess, or a competitive sport, a pain point is normally, specifically for females, um, just eating enough to fuel, just because we've been brought up to think that if you eat less, you'll be skinnier. And most people want an aesthetic look as well as a performance, and they have a hard time focusing on just the performance. and based on your genetics, you're going to end up looking a certain way. That's just how you're going to look. But you want to fuel properly so that you can perform at the highest level that you can. So that is definitely a sticking point for athletic people. For people who are just a general, not in a fitness competition space, I would say um, getting bored with it. So they'll be like super motivated for like the first two to three weeks. And then they're like, well, now this is boring. And like, I've lost five pounds, so I feel good. So I want to just like go back to enjoying the foods that I used to enjoy. But it's like trying to, to get across that you want it to be a lifestyle change. So trying to do things slowly so that you don't. Most people are like, I can change all these habits at once. And then after three weeks, they go back to all the mm-hmm. old habits. So just trying to change one thing one at a time. Right. And then hoping that it can last 
So, so then how do you remedy that issue with the uh, the competitive athletic or you know competitive person who's competing in whatever sport um, to uncouple the performance and the body aesthetics issue because they're they for most people they they can't be married right yeah so how how do you approach that um, it depends on the person like some people will like will trust you and just kind of. Uh, ex- like if you just explain what's going on and then they'll be like if you look at this person and they're eating this much and we're going to be able to to get you to this level just like this person because they're eating this much sometimes I use myself as an example because I started out if I, I well for people who don't know me I'm like five nine one fifty five pounds and I started out a couple years ago eating like 1900 calories and now I'm eating 3,000 calories to maximize my performance and my weight has changed like five ten pounds like not much Mm -hmm. but I'm able to perform at a much higher level so sometimes this is where like the personal relationship comes in I'm able to give my own experience and they're like oh you didn't like blow up and you're not 300 pounds Mm -hmm. and you're eating all this food Um, but your performance has clearly improved quite a bit so yeah, compare a lot of times it's just like looking at other athletes or going back and seeing why they want to like look a certain way and then going back into that. But that kind of takes a bit more time. Sure. Yeah. On that topic of uh, <clears throat> of I think you said what well, what competitive people just making sure they eat enough. I think yeah. you said specifically women. Do you say that? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, how many times or have you had an experience may a man or woman um, <clears throat> where they say where they would say something like you know, um, like I want to eat to perform, and because I want to I want to be as fit as possible, I want to qualify for X Y Z, I want to do this. Yeah. And then they start the process of that, and they realize they don't actually want to do that. They just want to look a certain way, and that's actually all they care about. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it's a similar vein with training. Sometimes people say that they want to do X Y Z, and then you put them on the path X Y Z, and they realize they don't want to do X Y Z. They just want to have fun with training and enjoy it. They're yep. not looking to actually get better. Yep. They're looking to just have fun with training, which is fun. Yep. But it how, just, how that just needs to be clearly stated. It needs to be clearly understood. stated, and they need to come to that uh, yeah. that bridge and go. Oh yeah, I'm not actually interested in treating this seriously. I'm interested in having fun every time I go yeah. to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I had a previous client who was like a master's athlete, and they were like, I want to make it to the games. And I was like, okay, great. Like, tell me how much you're training, whatever. And then I gave her some uh, nutrition advice based on that. And then she realized that it was way more than she wanted, and she like gained muscle weight as well as some, some fat that she just didn't like. And she was like, I realized that I don't want to do this. I actually prefer to look a certain way. So then we just scaled back and had completely different goals, um, which is fine. It's just kind of a a process for her to figure it out. Yeah. But again, it goes back to the importance of that relationship, yeah. right? To the fact that, you know, she has enough trust in you to then, you know, bring those issues forward and, and trust that you're going to adjust based on those new wants or desires right <laughs> sorry guys yeah. Bay's hitting me up here Tom is just blowing you up <laughs> he tried you on Instagram <laughs> Zoom Facebook Messenger text amazing he sent skip the dishes 
Um, okay. So we can move on from the boring nutrition stuff. Um, so to the fun stuff, training. <clears throat> we always talk like this. We always rag on nutrition because it's boring. <clears throat> no offense to anybody, uh, but it's really boring. <clears throat> it's boring. Okay. So with, with training, so I was, I was saying you recently did, um, and you have been, you've been doing stuff with us anyway, and you have a couple clients that you work with and uh, we help you with as well. Um, and you have personal training clients, which is, again, really where we needed you to fill the need because we just we don't really have time for that. Um, so just note, if you are going to become a personal training client of Performance Training, you're going to work <laughs> with Kat. Um, she's great. Um, yeah, so like in the last couple, last little while, what, how would you, what, what have you learned about uh, training? Because someone asked me this the other day when I was talking to them. They said, um, they asked me if, because they want to they get better at program design and learning how to design training for people. And they asked, um, and he said, do you think it would be helpful for me if I had a coach to someone to write training for me? And I said, uh, 100%. It'll yeah. help you because it'll help you understand how the training process can work for you. And then it'll help you make sense of it for someone else. So I guess two questions. One, has, has having me write your training helped you understand the way you would write training for people? And then... The, like I guess some of the recent education you've done, how that has maybe changed the way you thought of training. Yeah. So uh, first just with me coaching you and me writing your training and then the education side of it. Yeah, I mean, you writing my training for the past year, a bit longer than a year. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've trained completely differently in the past year than I would have before. I was following a blog before. I know. <laughs> I was following Comp Train, I think. Which again, nothing. Nothing bad nothing with against anything. I definitely a, I got, a blog just can't be suited to each person. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, I clearly have some some large weaknesses <laughs> that uh, for for with Comp Train or like any blog, I would just like skip it. Whereas Michael, unfortunately, just makes me do because <laughs> I'm just doing handstand pushups eight days a week, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, it's also been a lot less Metcons for me, a lot less just feeling like death every day, which was an eye opener coming from the pure CrossFit space, I think I would say. So definitely programming for people and then also taking your little course that we did. Learning. It was pretty big, actually. It wasn't a little Sorry, course. Sorry, little course. <laughs> it was huge. I did have to listen to Michael talk for hours on end. It was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, just like kind of learning the progressions and like, I think we talked about this the other day, like um, depending on the clients you have, having a happy medium between what you want them to do as a coach versus what they want to do as a client, um, especially when they're beginners. So depending on the person I have, like I have some people right now who like fully trust me because they have known me from before. So I can just write whatever and they're gonna do it. And this for training. This yeah. for training. And then I think for someone who is newer, who came, if they came from like the CrossFit space, especially with the, the emphasis that is put on Metcons a lot of the time, you would have to kind of meet them happy medium at, at the beginning, but still kind of explain why you're doing things a bit differently. Like, so the progressions are like, why you're not just crushing yourself with 100 thrusters, 100 wall balls every single day type thing. The comp train did a lot of volume. <clears throat> yeah, so, and, and, when, and it's just on that topic, you can see why 
if you're able to handle all that and do all that, you could come out and be really, really good. Yeah, right for sure. It's just, yeah, it's like an, it's. I'm not. I'm not again. I'm not yeah. singling any blog or any. Yeah. Because I literally don't follow one of them, so I don't no, know yeah. what. If doing. I were fit enough, but to do those things, yeah. I would have gotten good. Yeah. But I just I couldn't do it. So I would, like I would <clears> scale <throat> inappropriately. Yeah. And and it just uh, yeah. it just wouldn't work. And so like, I, I got good at some things that yeah. I was already good at. Yeah. I got better at those things. And Jane, like Janie is a good example too. She's again, not like yourself um, entirely, but like she was doing, um, she was doing a group fitness program, a blog, whatever you want to call it, uh, and like it was, a, it's a popular one, and she, but it's just, she's a complete beginner. It's yeah. just she doesn't need to be doing all these variations of these different formats and trying to make it intricate. She doesn't need like she doesn't need randomness. She just needs progression. That's it. And she's going to get better, and she has. Yeah. Um, and just, but that that's 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 the hardest thing, and, and it can't suit that. It's just not possible. It's not fair to put that on them because that's not what they're there to function to do. Um, but yeah, it's just it's totally different, right? And then when you're in the driver's seat, writing people's training, and you know all the intricacies of it, it's just like, oh, this is why this is useful. This is why this is this is even a service because there's no way to account for this stuff. You just there's so many little little details that you'll learn as you go and you get better at it. Um, <clears throat> how hard is it to write good training quickly? I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first day that we did it, it took me like four hours to do like one session. I know. It was what, long. Was it four weeks into the, oh, was it that four week program? Or yeah. Was it like the initial No, no, homework? no, the initial one. Like okay, the I initial just like, homework that you had. To yeah, do. just like trying to figure out like you gave us like a, a framework, Scenario which was really that. helpful, but just like trying to figure out which exercises would work and like w what kind of volume would work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to like fit within like the time frame that they wanted to train and then how I could progress that to next week because you don't just want to put something in and then look at it and be like, well, now it's just there. And then the next week you have to do something different. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you like doing that? What? You're just shrugging. I mean, like that's progression. Like say, just like, random. When, when you, yeah, when you, when you say that, like when we when we would put an exercise in, we're usually thinking of it. What's net? What comes yeah, with what, it? Yeah, exactly. What's next? Like you, when you, weeks, yeah, like. when you put an exercise on the sheet, you're like, okay, well, it's kind of like a commitment to it. You're like we're doing this, and then this is what's going to also happen yeah, with exactly. It. Versus if you're not used to writing training programs, you can think that, oh, I'm just going to put this down, and you go, okay, now what do you do after that? And then you go. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's because like it's it's just it gets too chaotic. Yeah. Right? It gets completely chaotic unless you have a framework or a starting point. Yeah. And that's really the whole point of the seminar, which um, which you learned right, and then you get good at it and you understand it, and then you just make it your own and you develop your own way of doing it, and that's the whole point of the seminar, right? Which it offers that or it does that, and that's what myself and Jason and Scott will talk to you about anyway. That's just because that's just how we do it just in our own ways we're all different but that's in our own ways um any other training topics yeah no i just think touching back on the point that you brought up earlier about you know working with <clears throat> some people that have known you before and they trust oh, like wholeheartedly and what you're going to give them and they'll do it and they'll just do exactly what you write down on paper but with someone who may be new to you who doesn't know you you have to build that trust and and you know if they come from say a crossfit background where they're used to smashing themselves all the time. Like they enjoy that. And there's an element of that that they enjoy. And I've experienced that myself as a coach. And they're like, 
you know, you, they, they want to do more of that stuff than maybe potentially that you're giving them. And I think it's important, and you touched on it, uh, but just to reiterate that point, that it's important to kind of go back and realign their goals or like remind them of what their goals were when they sat down and met with you. And they want to get better. It's not that they want to do CrossFit necessarily, or CrossFit style workouts all the time. They want to get better at the sport. And to get better at the sport, they have to do it this way. But until they trust you, they're going to question it for, for a period of time. Yeah. Until you develop that relationship and the trust. And, and once that's developed, then it'll be like the clients that you're working with that you knew prior to, to moving out here that you're working with, right? So I, I got one on, <laughs> on uh, nutrition. And oh, I already going have, back. Yeah, I already know the answer. And I already know the answer to that question, but I just... It's like a trick. This is like a trick question. I just think it'd be interesting to hear what you say is, so what percentage of males versus females have you worked with in nutrition? <coughs> oh, um... This is a rough estimate. You don't need to Like 75, this. 25 percent. Oh, females. Females. Yes. In the majority. In the 75 percent, yeah. yeah. And why? Well, I think that they probably want to change their body composition more than men do from my experience as a coach. So a lot of them come to me because they want to change their body composition, females. The males often come, there's obviously people who come to change their body composition as well, but a lot of them come with a, um, with a, <laughs> with a, a strength goal in mind. So they're they're more likely to follow my advice of of eating more for example a male and is is there a dramatic difference in the prescription between um between the two uh, sexes for nutrition not just not just the uh, the compliance because like obviously you're like oh, okay yeah. eat this much and dudes are like yeah i want to get strong yeah yeah but is there a dramatic difference between them? Like in terms of how much they eat? Or yeah, like, yeah, like percentages and... Uh, percentages, no, but males generally eat more than females do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, like percentages are usually like pretty similar, especially for someone who's just starting out. Like if someone comes to me and they haven't tracked their nutrition like at all, like generally I would most likely start them at like a, a 40, 30, 30 split, like 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat. Most people, and then adjust from there depending on what their feedback is to me. But males will eat more uh -huh. generally because they're larger. Uh -huh. Yeah. And do you notice, have you, I guess this is anecdotal, but maybe you have data on it. I don't know. Do you, is there a difference between let's say, uh, speed of outcomes or... Yes. Okay. Males, males are a lot faster to drop weight and change body composition. Mainly because of hormones. Yeah. Which is really frustrating if there'll be like a couple that comes to me, like a, a male-female couple. And usually the male he's will... He's like, adhere for a weekend. He's like, yeah. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, drop 20 pounds in a week just because he stopped drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the tips, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get under 190 for your next race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, question on that. You said 40, 30, 30. You said carb 40, right? Yeah, carb I'm 40. assuming you would still anchor the 30% protein to the body weight? Yeah. So then... Yeah. It's going to be based... Like, it's, it's not... That's really what I like perfect. getting out with people, so... Cause 
<clears throat> I have tons of clients, um, like yeah, lots of clients who are nutrition coaches and who have worked with nutrition uh, coaches. And sometimes it's like um, this is not a, not not an insult to anybody because this is you could say the same thing for training. But a lot of times I would have a client who who would have a nutrition coach or. Um, and this is even years past too, but they would go, um, I, was, I would ask them and if they had like what their macros were and I would know their body weight and I would start guessing their numbers for them. Yeah. And they'd go, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm like, why do I know that? That's what yeah. I, that, that's, that's the, that's the question I would have and go, why do I know, why do I know that you're probably eating 60 grams of fat and 145 <laughs> grams of protein? And like, why do I know that? Like, are, 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 because, and, and that's fair if it's just like, like I know you're going to do snatches in training. I yeah. know that that's going to happen because you're training for a CrossFit. Um, so it's that's not that's not a, like an insult that it's supposed to change because it shouldn't change for just randomness. It should change for a purpose. But are those just because it's it's just tended to? This is where the protein's anchored, and the fat usual prescription is lower than it has been ten years ago. Yeah, and that just seems to be where it is. Yeah, yeah. The protein is generally for most people anchored that basically to their body hasn't changed. Yeah. For most people, it stays there and it, it doesn't change that much. Like for some people, depending on like if they get super hungry, then we'll add a bit more yeah. protein because it digests a bit slower. Um, fats, normally lower than carbs, but it depends again on the person. Like if someone's really used to eating a high fat diet, I'm not just going to drop it. Like me. I'm not just going to drop it down so that they, they hate themselves. Mm-hmm. So we can slowly drop that down and then you want to bring the carbs up to match how much fuel they need. For their sessions the only way i've, I've ever been like successfully keep my fat intake lower is by eating cereal at night that's the only way because i'm because i'm not I, i'm not gonna like I, I just don't change what i eat for breakfast lunch and dinner so the only way i've successfully done it is like okay what i'm eating at night is like 100 grams <laughs> of carbs from, from from cereal and that's it with almond milk and it i'm like that's that's such an easy change and it, it's worked it's been great for the last few years i've done that yeah, Michael's jacked cre- if you I'm can't just, see. I'm just a creature of habit. It's just, it just works so well. Um, the second question is, <clears throat> so you said most of your clients were, um, were women. And mm-hmm. I've, again, I've, I've had a discussion with people before, but what percentage of all nutrition coaches you know of are women? That I know personally? Or, or, like they, or, in- or, or clients that you, or, or people you know that have oh, coaches? I would say like nutrition. 90%. Yeah. Yeah. What? Just the opposite question. What percentage of fitness coaches that design training for people are women? Not ninety percent. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe like twenty five. Yeah. I think. Why is that? I'm, 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 well, I I know the answer. I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if you know the answer. No, I'm just curious about that. About that behavior. No, I don't. Like, what know. do you think? I don't is? have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I mean, why do you guys think that more males are in the? programming space like for my my really and it doesn't seem right because it's like you know the the really really general um sexist answer is like well you know most men most men are engineers for xy reason because they just love looking at weird screens and whatever but why is it yeah why is that the preference like i don't i just i don't know is it just like that it's like it's like inertia like that's the way it started going and then it just went in that way i don't know like it could be that Females get interested in nutrition more because they they care about the changes that it could bring. Mm-hmm. So for me, I got interested in nutrition when I was traveling because I was noticing 
the changes that like five dollar pad thai was every day was <laughs> yeah i know was uh affecting my body composition and my energy levels and all that so then i was like why is this happening like i'd love to learn more about this and then i kind of dove in and decided to just do my master's on it but um i don't know if males think about it as much just in general yeah in general because yeah. it's know. just like it's just curious to me because that that yeah. is the way it is because basically now when i get like, if i get if i have a client who's a female i assume she's a nutrition coach <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like what type of work do you do and which nutrition company is it and you're like uh i'm a i'm a teacher yeah like, do you teach nutrition? <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple assumptions. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know what that is. That's just a random little comment. Someone else in the, in the listeners will probably have some, you might have an answer for us that you can send, but it really is that way. Because like even in, in at, at the Atlas Games, <clears throat> I think that uh, like Jeffrey Adler's coach, I believe, is a, is a woman. I, I can't it's remember. It's his wife. It's his wife, so yeah, yeah. it's a woman. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't notice that. Is that his wife? <laughs> yeah, it's his wife. I didn't know it. Um, and then, uh, and like, what's her name? Michelle. Michelle uh, Latondra or Latond from Deca Comp. Um, I think Caroline Reason Tipo's a. Coach oh yeah, too. and she was helping one of one of my friends there as well. So that's good. And one one of my clients, I one of my clients, one of my friends I knew who works with my brother. But it's just it's it just seems very few and far between, right? Yeah. And, and unless you come from that space, it seems very <clears throat> like a very small percentage of the populations, yeah. fe- if the coaching population yeah. is female, right? And so w- unless you've had some sort of influence or or importance or clout in that space, i.e., CrossFit, like we're talking about, mm-hmm. like all those women competed at some at like all of the games level, right? Yeah. And so they're well known, and they probably own gyms, right? And so that got them into the yeah. into the the coaching realm. Um, yeah, it's just, and if you're not in that world, very few people are going to just get into it. Yeah, yeah, and then just back to the the beginning of it, myself and uh, well, I, I I've I've uh, I've wanted to do that for years, and then we just never had the opportunity. Um, like we wanted, to, we wanted to have someone that worked here that was a female, because we have cl- some clients just are going to prefer that, and we just never had that. And then <clears throat> we also wanted someone who, uh, well, one was female. Uh, wanted to coach fitness and new nutrition and yeah you checked every one of those boxes big time and you're a good person so that's a great addition yeah. you, you gel with <laughs> you gel with the three of us which is uh, not an easy thing yeah. to do <laughs> <laughs> not an easy thing to do okay maybe not wow well, it's not that hard actually it's pretty simple <laughs> we're really easy going um, yeah anything else we need to cover We'll we'll end the episode with a little inside joke. What does my what does my daughter call you? Cat with a K. <laughs> <laughs>